The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today, we're going to focus on eSig Flavorium. Today, I'm joined by Maria papayawanu Duis, and I'm the owner of the eSig Flavorium, and we have a location in beautiful downtown Port Hope. Now, how long has it been open, Maria? This location here in Port Hope has been open since July of 2017. How have things been going? Since we opened our doors here in 2017, because we moved to the community, so we wanted to have a location that's closer to home. Before March 2020, Things were on the um, upswing. As a business, we sell electronic cigarettes, and we were seeing more people choosing harm reduction as their choice to quit smoking. And one of the things is about access and information, and we were all about educating our consumers. We were all about empowering our customers, and that happens face-to-face, or we thought it happened face-to-face only. Vaping and smoking are not the same thing. You can pick up a cigarette, strike a match, light a lighter, and you're good to go. But with with the product that we were selling, there was a lot of hands-on. There was a lot of, you know, visits where it wasn't about the sale. It's about, you know, the upkeep of their product, maintenance, and stuff like that. Then we got the lockdown. Thankfully, we had launched an online store about three weeks beforehand. So that put us in a position of being able to pivot. So we had to look at what were we doing in store and how do we take that experience and let it be transferable into a virtual environment. So we immediately set up free delivery for all of Northumberland. We had launched our online store. We had options of delivery to add to it through Canada Post, local delivery, which we were offering free. And then we were taking the phone calls. We were trying to figure out how to video chat with customers. The biggest thing that we did find was that people had access removed from a tool that was keeping them smoke-free, yet still had access to cigarettes, the very tool they were trying to stay away from. And by removing access, we did have a lot of people return to smoking, and that broke my heart. But we did everything we could. Our employees, unfortunately, we had to do the COVID layoff, and my husband and I just worked our butts off. I was completely thankful for the information that we did receive from places like the Chamber of Commerce because we were kept up to date, but it was a scary period. We had no idea how long we were going to be in shutdown. We were told two weeks. We didn't understand the law, and from there, it's been a journey of growth. You had changes not only in staffing levels, but in how you were able to operate your business. How did the next six months from March to September, how did that play out for you guys as far as being able to navigate the changes that you mentioned? As an entrepreneur, you just literally had to go back and remind yourself why you opened your business. That's what I did. That's what my husband did. So we were like, you know what? We got this. And then the IDing policy, which again, no one thought about how do we ID people during COVID with a mask on. Like I'm selling a product that no one in under the age of 19 is allowed in my store. How do I ID them? As businesses, we had things that we never experienced before. Like what sign do we put on the door? How do we help our customers? 
How do we make sure that people can see products? Because now it's all in a box. How do we help people set up their products? So it's beyond just how many people are allowed in my store. What do I clean for COVID? I'm a service industry. How do I service my client in the safest way by following the regulations? I'm assuming out of all that, the changes that you had to make, specifically changes due to COVID, that added a lot of cost and extra work that had never been anticipated up until that point in time. No, tons of it. Like just trying to figure out how to ID someone in a safe way took three weeks. And being able to have all these these extra things in place, like like delivery and things like that, that's an extra cost that you guys had never really encountered or, or even thought no, of, right? well, No, we didn't, but we had to do what we had to do to survive because every business is unique and they have their own thing. You went through the first shutdown that was a lot longer than you anticipated, came out yeah. of that in a graduated opening, got to the fall, and by Christmas time, how did you guys feel at that point? We just accepted it. Here's the thing. You can't change what's going to happen. We're in a situation, if there's anything we learned from the first time, is that we're shut down. This is what we're being told. These are the laws. These are the rules. This is what we have to follow. And you know what? We can either do it with a smile on our face or we can do it with misery behind us. But at the end of the day, we're still doing the same thing. And our attitude is the only thing that changes that. So we got through the second shutdown. Things have started opening up and we hit the one-year anniversary. Did it feel like a year to you? It felt like certain things felt like, oh my goodness, that just happened, that happened a year ago. It feels like so long ago. And then other things are like, that happened a year ago? Oh my God, I thought that happened like two weeks ago. Not only are you worrying about your business, for us, it's that extra pressure. We're worrying about my parents who live in Toronto. Right. Um, who are, you know, my dad is 80. My mom is 76. They have that. You're also worrying about your customers. As people who smoked at one point in their life, they do. Some of them have COPD. So you worry about your customer base. One thing that we are keeping and we're going to keep is access. I think people should have multiple ways of purchasing their products in this community. I think not necessarily free delivery, but delivery at a very minimum charge. We're keeping that. We're keeping, obviously, our online stores, keep our environment of non-judgment empathy, caring. We're just going to keep doing things that worked. And one of the biggest things that worked was choice. People need choices. One of the things we did that many businesses didn't do, we kept cash as an option to purchase for e-transfers to other people. So we're going to keep all those options. The way to buy your product, the way to get your product, those options are there and we're not taking them away. Now, if you want to remind everyone, again, where you're located, where your online store is located, and how people can get a hold of you. Um, we are the E6 Lavorium in downtown Port Hope. We're at 95 Walton Street. We are an adult-only environment, so that means you cannot come without proper ID. Please bring it because everybody looks fabulous under a mask. Our website is www.ecigflab.com. If you want to call us, you can call us. Our phone number is 905-885-5528. I want to thank you for taking the time to let us get deeper into what it's like to have a business during these times. And I would like to invite the rest of Northumberland to focus on e-cig flavorium.